0: So welcome to another show. Today we have John James Santangelo, who is an NLP specialist, author, speaker, and coach. So thank you very much for joining us today, John.
1: Absolutely, buddy. Great to have be here and share the information with you.
0: This is it, and you know, with there's really two sides to any um, content. Really, is education, and there is uh, um, education and entertainment. Sorry, and obviously. Yeah. Hopefully, we're going to do both today. So obviously, yeah. I know what NLP is. There's probably yeah. many people who don't. How can you explain it in a very simple terms for, for people listening?
1: It's simplest if you've never heard of it, or if you've studied Tony Robbins before. Tony studied NLP back in the 80s with the original developers. And really, the two gentlemen that started it, neuro-linguistic programming, was about modeling modeling success and they worked with some of the three best therapists at the time. How, how do people change, right? We all come from the same basis of information. We're all really wanting to uncover who we are and what we're designed to do here. And NLP was really a model of success. It's the process of how we do things. So, so what
0: is that process? And are you referring to, I don't know, a subconscious set of um, transactional thoughts that we have so if if I think of this it, it yeah. then subsequently does this action is that what you're referring to is it, more, well, is it a case of trying to restructure
1: how we think pretty much it's I was when I got involved with it in my 30s I really was asking myself the question of you know what do I want to do for the rest of my life and you know I, I still have a, a business or two that I run and It wasn't giving me the passion that I really wanted to have in life. I knew there was something more like most people do. And when I came across NLP, I love the process, as you were just saying, the process of how we do things, right? How do we do things? How do we create success? And I don't know what that means to your listeners, whether it be having a great relationship or, you know, having a wonderful career or, you know, having physical vitality, whatever that is. But how do we do that? None of this stuff is taught in school. We're not taught how to build relationships and how to make money. I mean, not even how to save money or invest any of it, or how to, how to live out of this machine that we're, we're processed in, right? This machine is doing what it does every single day, the same thing all day long, and the prime directive of the unconscious mind, which runs 90% of us, it's there to protect the body. That's all it does. The unconscious mind is there to protect the body. So we move away from pain and towards pleasure. And if you don't know how to do that, where do you learn that from? You go knocking on your neighbor next door? Maybe. But the best way to do it is from somebody that's already succeeding in some endeavor that you want to succeed in. Go Go to the relationship expert. You know, go to a financial advisor that's making money. You know, if you want to lose 10 pounds, you don't go to the person that's in the process of losing 10 pounds, you go to the you go to the gym where they're already in shape and they're eating correctly and their nutritional habits are optimal. And so the process in NLP really is the process of how we think and how we behave and how we produce results. So what does that process look like? Because I've got an example
0: for myself where so as an example, if, if someone wants just to well, we'll use the example you've mentioned of losing weight if you say you want to lose weight you're still thinking about weight you're still thinking about you know the the obese nature of yourself or whatever it may be but if you talk about being an athlete i am an athlete i want to become an athlete i i see that you then behave in that way more same with smoking same with drinking whatever it's going to be if we look at a positive base goal versus a negative base goal i find that you live into that expectation is that the sort
1: of thing that you you hope to do yeah, it is. You're taking it a step further and you're really defining it even farther. The thing that I do as a coach, if I'm working with a client, the first question I ask them, I put this to them in in more of a humorous but metaphorical way. I'll say, let's pretend I'm your travel agent. What's the first question I'm going to ask you? So
0: you're you're my travel agent.
1: Yeah, I'm your traveling. Where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? What, right. And what, that's what, that's, what, that's what, really what we need to define first. And why you want to go there, I think, is, is another good point. Because that's if, the if, that's the motivation process behind it. The, yeah. the goal is where you want to go. The motivation is why you want to get
0: there. And what's there for you? Is it sunshine? Is it skiing? Is it... R- right. It's a specificity, isn't it? I love, I love where you're going with this. Because yes. a lot of people don't really yes. understand. You have to specify... What you want? Because if yes. I said to you, "Look, I want more money, I want more oh, money," yeah, right. And, and right. Then I get given, I get given a pound tomorrow, right? I've technically got more money, but it's not really. <laughs> it's not really what I wanted. What
1: I meant when I said that, it, and that's the exact same metaphor yeah, Yes. It, so yes. This is it. Yes, so, and that's so funny because that you said that I literally do that in class. With it, I'll take out a dollar and go. Here you go. Now you got more money. Now oh. what? Yeah. Right. And that's and so true in that way. The, the unconscious mind, again, which runs 90% of us, I kind of picture it as an iceberg, right? 10% above the surface and 90% below the surface is really running the mind and the body together. And that's what really neuro in NLP means, neuro connections of how the brain and the mind function and produce results with the body. And then the L is for language, our internal self-talk. I mean, everybody's talking. As you're listening to this podcast, you may be thinking, oh, my God, John talks too fast. If you're watching it, you're like, I can't stand his hair or, you know, I don't like his shirt. You know, where am I going? This internal dialogue is always going off in our heads. And then the P is for programming, which we can consider that maybe habits or strategies. I call them mental recipes. So if you don't know where you're going, and even here's the crazy part about this. When I ask people that question, where do you want to go? You know, uh, as a, let's say we're talking about a metaphor again. They'll say, oh, well, you know, I've been to New York. I don't want to go there. Or, you know, you know I like Florida, but it's too muggy this time of year. And I go, whoa, whoa, whoa Yeah, I get that. But yeah. where do you want to go? Yeah, they're talking about oh, what they oh, don't well, want. You know, and that's what they do. They, yeah. they understand where they've been in the pain of the past. And they know where they don't want to go. But they truly can't decide or really live in the present moment of where they'd like to be.
0: Yeah. I, well, this is it. Number one, is, as you said, they're, they're not looking at what they want. They're looking at what they don't want. As we said, well, as I alluded to earlier, it's not that you don't want to smoke and you don't want to be fat. You want right. to be healthy and athletic. And yes. when you think in that way, yes, your body and your behavior changes because you think, okay, I'm an athlete now athletes run athletes go to the gym athletes eat healthy you do those things if you think about smoking and obesity you're still thinking about those things and i think the other part you mentioned programming as well like for example you might be someone who has had bad experiences going up to speaking to girls or in competition and what that one does is it brings back all these bad memories so when you then next go to speak to a girl you've you're nervous <laughs> and you know, you, you, you've you got all these bad connotations yep. or whether it's going into a competition. If you've always getting the gold medal, you're going to go in confident. You're going to be, you know, on your right. own. If you go in and you've right. had bad experiences in the past, that's going to continue to happen. Snowball effect. So the question yeah. is what comes first, chicken or the egg? Do we right. have to have a good experience for us to be able to change or do we trick our mind first to be able to have these good experiences and that yes. for me is a very very important part of the whole Yes
1: yeah i i i agree <laughs> with you and that that's i would i would make sense of that to be the first step is be, again we come back to the simplicity of how the brain works that's really all it is and the brain functions no different than a computer screen whatever we put up on it of the time, the majority of the time, the brain and the mind and the body will move towards it. As you were just saying before, if you're focusing on what's not working or lack, the lack of, right, or scarcity, then that's what shows up in your world as well. That lack and that scarcity. When you put up in the screen of your mind, hey, I want to be more healthy. I don't know how I'm going to get there yet. We start transforming and rearranging these beliefs in our head. Once you have the belief, then the actions will follow. I was just on another podcast just a little while ago, and we were talking about this exact same thing. If you don't know where you're going, then anywhere will do. The body doesn't care where you end up. It just moves you in that direction of what you're focusing on. You know, if I'm thinking about, you know, a certain movie, and you're talking about something else, how are we on the same page? Right. But that's how the brain and body work together. They need to be aligned. You need to be congruent.
0: Yeah. It's like when you when you drive, you look through the windscreen right. and you don't always have face. Like you okay, so let's say you're driving from, I don't know, Miami to New York. You don't you can't see New York. When you're driving, all you can see is the next 100 metres, mile, two miles. But you know, yeah. that in the end, that's where you're going. And you will continue to, even if you go off course somewhere for a bite to eat or whatever, because that's your destination, you can still meander back round. Right. right? And, and when you have that destination, that's what's, that's what's key. You don't drive around looking through your rear view mirror.
1: Yeah. It's something, what... God
0: said something like uh, life's easy in hindsight. And it's and it only makes sense looking backwards, but it has to be live moving forward or living forwards. And it's exactly the same. We need to plan yeah. our course and chart our course. And yeah. notice when we look back, things happened, and you're like, actually, it makes sense that I, you know, this relationship stopped. It makes sense that I lost this
1: job because this is now where we are. You know, in in the you guy, you're you're so you were so aligned. What we're saying here is In one of the books I wrote, setting goals—that's exactly what we talk about. You need the long term, you need that vision out in the future. Then the easiest way is to break it down step by step, no different than mile markers on the freeway, kilometer markers on the freeway, the 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 autobahn. Right? You need to know from moment to moment where you're going and making sure you're in the right direction, which is really the key to it all right because again if you're only focused on what's not working then the next step isn't serving you because that decision that you make going left or right isn't moving you towards that that direction that you ultimately the destination you want to end up and that's where so many people get confused right they think oh my god i'm not there yet i must be a failure there's that negative dialogue going off again and it's not that you're a failure we're failing all the time it's the only way to learn how many times you know if you're listening to this podcast, raise your hand if you've ever been in a bad relationship before. Raise your hand if you've, e- you've ever been dumped before, right? Of course, because nothing ever works the first time. We're, it, we're in a constant learning process. And that's where NLP really stems from is it was about a modeling project. They modeled the best therapist. What was working, right? As I said before, go to, go to somebody that's lost the weight already, that's in good health. Go to, go to that athlete, right? Go to that financial advisor. Go to somebody that's investing their money. Go to the perfect couple that you like and go, God, I'd love to be like them. They're so happy and they seem really healthy. Find out what's working and stop focusing. And you, you said it so wonderfully a second ago. We focus on the past. And in NLP, it's called a transderivational search. It's searching our memories. The unfortunate thing is most people focus on what's not working. And they bring up the past in the present moment to try to get to the future, and that never works if you are digging up the past of what doesn't work, right? Because something that you're you've never done before is brand new.
0: Yeah, I mean, the way I think of the, the past is why are you focusing on the past? You're not going that way, right? loving going that way. You're going this way. Then right. the points that you mentioned, I think, are really good as well. Breaking down things into smaller tasks. This is how I yeah. talk about books. I've I've written three books. Yeah, it's already yeah. out and it has been for a few years. One is currently. Being published and it will be out in the next couple of weeks, and the third's pretty much written as well. And when you, when you think about writing a book, it sounds like oh
1: god, a yes. mammoth
0: task. So I've <laughs> got to write a book. I've got to think of ideas. I've got to edit. It, I've got to. Do... But if you just think about it, this is how I think about it: just write one page a day. One. Yes. Thing. You write yes. how many emails a day? You write how many you know right. um, letters and things like that a day? If you can just write one page a day, by the end of the day, you've got yourself a book, pretty much. Uh,
1: oh, that that's a beautiful so, metaphor. I love so that simple. because. Yeah, because if you think about writing the whole book, like oh my god, two hundred fifty pages. Oh, I'll never finish that ever. there will be years. Like no, break it down to maybe one sub chapter at a time. Yeah, right. How so many sub chapters are under each chapter? And each chapter might be fifteen chapters. You could literally write one or two pages a day and finish the book in those many days.
0: Exactly, and and the other the other point that you made as well, which is fantastic, is about the failure side if you're the best person in the world, the best boxer in the world has been punched in the face more times than me and you, but you are still better <laughs> because <we've> failed that <laughs> yeah. many times. The best <laughs> formula <laughs> one drivers crashed more times than both of us. Right. To, yeah. To, yeah, they to, said the to same get to that edge well, piece baby. and be good yeah. at that edge of, of yeah. you know, where it's the car driving at the edge or, or a boxer, you know, at that edge of, of, of invincibility, you have to go through all this crap first and realize actually that was a bit too intense. That was too aggressive around this bend. And yes. know where that limit is, but without doing that, without testing yourself, it's very, it's, it, well, it's not very difficult. It's impossible to do that. Every day, you, if you said you fail, you fail you know, to, um, um, you know, do as many weights in the gym or, you know, you can think of millions of examples about, about this every
1: single day. One of the things that I've discovered in this quest in the last 30 years, my my question to myself was, you know, what really is success? What is that? It means something to everybody, but for me, what is that? And I asked that question in a way that I could give it back to the community, right? Because if I don't know the answer myself, then I'm not serving myself and I'm sure I ain't serving anyone else. The answer I came up with is really simple. Success is really only two things and we've been touching on it. One is a clarity of purpose, right? What are you doing? Where do you want to end up? What's your destination? What does your journey look like? And the second Which I believe is even more important than that is learning to get out of your own way, right? It's the thing we were talking about self sabotage, procrastination, facing the fear. That's all a part of getting it out of your own way because if you don't put yourself aside for a moment, again, you're bringing up that negative past, what doesn't work, and that's what you're focusing on, what doesn't work. And as Einstein said, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting something different, right? And so the the key then becomes not just understanding where you want to go, but how do you deal with the fear of once it pops its ugly head up? And a lot of that is unconscious, too. We don't even know that we're procrastinating. We don't even know we're afraid to move in that direction. It's just we wake up one morning and go, whoa, I I thought I was going to do this. I set that New Year's resolution. God, it's six months in and I'm not there yet. I wonder why. Well, most of it's just fear. We move away from pain and towards pleasure. In fact, there's a great quote in NLP. We say, we do more to avoid pain than gain pleasure yeah that's huge
0: yeah it's um this for me stoicism has got a lot of answers for yeah the best way to think you know yeah. it's not what happens to you it's how you you know view things that matters you've been through the same things as everyone else has you know most people have gone through some sort of right. addiction and relationship problems and job loss and financial right. issues and health issues but it's how you deal with it my probably right. my favorite quote of all time is a Marcus Aurelius quote it's something along the lines of "Well, I'll read it to be like the rock that the waves keep crashing over. It stands unmoved and the raging of the sea falls still around it. So you're basically like, you just imagine the, the, like you see in the films where the sea is going mental and there's this big rock in the middle and <laughs> just chilling. The storm, yeah. around you. you can just be that, you can be that, that rock in the middle thinking, do you know what? It doesn't matter what happens today. I'm going to just take it as a learning curve. I'm not going to get too, too fussed at the end of the day. I mean, I can run off about a thousand quotes here because right. I'm writing a book about quotes. But yeah. like, what would you wish for? Something different?
1: Like,
0: what's happened has happened now. You can't wish for anything different. You have to deal with what you know, what you've what you've got. People say, "Oh, why did this happen to me? Why did I get you know cancer? Why did I get a job loss? Well, who would you rather it happen to? Your daughter, your mom, your sister? Right. <laughs>
1: that's funny. that's true too. That's funny. It's a good question. Yeah, you know, and. and the biggest challenge that we face in living life, I mean, you think about the, what is it? And that's one of the questions my, my instructor asked me, you know, at the end of your life, what do you have? Now that's a, that's an interesting question. It really is. What do you have at the end of your life? It's not going to be money. It's not going to be the house or the the people around you. It's going to be the memories that you create. That's what you're going to leave with, the memories that you create. And the unfortunate thing is most of us are creating really bad memories, right? We're creating memories that aren't happy, aren't joyful, aren't challenging, aren't exciting, aren't, you're not passionate about it. And you can't blame people for that. You can't blame your parents for that. You can't point the finger at your boss or your job or traffic <laughs> you can, right you know they say you point you point a finger at someone and three you're pointing back at you you've got to take full responsibility for your life and everything that happens in it the unfortunate thing is we're operating from a negative past right now as you were just saying everybody didn't grow up the most ideal parents right there's no perfect parents doesn't matter how wonderful they were you always hope that they could be better but if you've come from a really bad childhood, maybe you were abused or beaten or come from alcoholism alcoholism. That's unfortunate. But in every single moment that today, from this moment on, you can change your past by creating a better future. But, but you've gotta bit. be you you gotta be willing to step into that fear.
0: Yeah. I mean, most people. Remember the bad times and forget the good times. But George Bernard Shaw, yes. I think it was, that says it. It says, write good times in stone, write your bad times in the sand, let it wash right. away, and don't remember. Yeah, and, absolutely, and move on to the next thing. As you said, yeah, it's all about you know, memories and things like that. It's not materialistic, you know. This is what really annoys me. The same people who aren't willing to be bold and change themselves are the same people who read, you know really powerful stories like your Harry Potter's your Rocky Balboa's and things like that and it's because yeah. they want to do that and they aren't willing like imagine reading a book about a guy who goes to a nine to five job and then dies how <laughs> would that be how boring would that be there's no ups and downs there's no adversity there's no you know mistakes there's nothing I mean you put the book down in three seconds and yeah it takes. why don't you want to be the, the main character in your own life as Joe Rogan talked right. Um. So, so yeah sometimes having a bit of a, an up and down life can be better than having a really mundane boring low risk
1: oh life. it's so so true I mean you really think about it imagine if your life was just going along like this right no ups and no downs you'd be bored stiff you create problems in your life just so you could address something and have fun the unfortunate thing life is based on that yin-yang theory right? With the lowest low comes the highest highs. Is it? It, it, it's the flip side of that coin. There's not one without the other. So when, you know, your listeners, and I, 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 we're making it sound so trivial here. So if you're if you're going through something very challenging, we get it. We've all been there. Maybe not to your degree, if it's, you know, the worst of the worst, but we all go through problems and we all face them completely different. So there's no bad or good. It's just what is and how you deal with it. Sometimes people break a fingernail and they think it's the end of the world, right? Some people have gone through hell and back. And alcoholism, lost their relationships, lost all their money, and then they get back on their feet the next day and go, okay, what's next? Ready to go. So it depends. It's not, as you were just saying, Steven, it's not the circumstances, it's the mentality behind what you do next. And yeah. that that really takes... One of, one of my favorite quotes is by Dr. Wayne Dyer, and he says, Taking responsibility for your life. <clears throat> he calls it responding with ability. That's what responsibility is responding with ability. That means no matter what happens, you've got to say to yourself, Okay, I did that. That was me. Yeah, other people were involved, but that was me. I'm on this train track, I'm driving the bus. I'm flying the plane, it's me. Now what? Create a different course, right? You know, I would come back to the, the metaphor of I'm your travel agent. It's not just as important as to know where you want to go, but it's also as important to know where you want to start from, right? And then what's going to get you from point A to point B? What vehicle are you going to use? To get you there, so knowing where you are, taking inventory of the things that are good and bad in your life, knowing how you're going to get there, and having a clear destination will end up producing the results you want. But most people don't want to do this; they don't want to do the work because they—that means they have to—they've got to put themselves in the quagmire of that fear and frustration all the time. And yeah, that's okay if you're willing to do it because you're not going to get the goal. Without a little frustration, without a little fear, the, the, it's impossible.
0: The, the, yeah, the dichotomy for me. This is this is what I think about this. It's like, okay, a a a, a, a person. Let's call him John. no, let's not call him John. Let's call him Tom. <laughs> That's okay. You can use. it. Yeah, let, 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 let's call, let's call him Tom. <laughs> he he he's inherited. It's, it's just a standard name I'd use. Um, it, it, let's let's say Tom. He's inherited ten billion pounds from his dad. Would would people respect him? No. No, probably not. Because he's had too easy life. you know. It's been handed to him. Yet, the same people who wouldn't respect that person want that for themselves. They want the easy... Right. 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 How can you have both? You don't respect yourself then. You wouldn't respect yourself. We respect the people who have been through the hard times and it's like, wow, he came from the ghetto and he made this all on his own. Right. If that's the case, and we can agree societally that that is more respected than someone who's inherited billions of pounds yeah why do you not want to go to that journey what yeah can you not take a bird's eye view and say well actually this is the story this is the hero's journey if you will this yes. is where i am i need to go out of the shire and i need to go and challenge these demons and destroy the ring and then return with these scars and the better person <laughs> that's how you have to think about it and you know yeah. we are all undertaking our own hero's journey we all get dealt different hands to start with. You know, I'm never going to be a hundred meter sprinter because I'm not tall or fast enough. But right. I have other skills um, that I can utilise. And that's my sort of hero's journey. And and look, we don't have dreams outside of our capability. Like I've never had yeah. being a professional sprinter because it's just not within right. my and right. uh, listening. Think about the dreams that you have. They're the ones that you should pursue because you only have those thoughts because you are capable of their their achievement.
1: Yeah. You know, what's interesting that we're talking about that. The one thing that I found in working with individuals, when people call me and want to do some coaching sessions, and by the way, we're going to put up a link on this podcast. If any of you are interested in a 15 or 30 minute free coaching call, I'd love to talk to you about exactly what we're talking about, achieving your goals. You know, you can't get there without the help of other people, right? You don't know everything. It's impossible. Right. The one thing that I found, though, is with guidance, listening to podcasts, going to seminars, buying online courses, reading books, you start to fill your mind with the proper information rather than the information of your past, which usually is lack. But what I found is when people come to me and I start, what I do is they start unpacking the problem. You, you take it and you start. We use the metaphor in NLP is peeling away the onion, right? Unlayering who they are and what they're all about. And I mean, every single time, every single time the issue comes down to self worth, how I feel about myself. It's not the goal. It's not the goal is unachievable. It's not that you can't become a world-class sprinter, you know, or you're not going to become a a six nine black basketball player if you're white and you're only five four that's a different story those are those are physical ailments that you can't you can't unless you you know we get a leg implant and we get two feet right but most of the challenges that we have are mental and and how you feel about yourself also dictates the core beliefs of whether you think you can or think you can't like Henry Ford said whether you think you can or think you can't you're right yeah so the, the, so the, the core the core becomes your self-worth and that then is the issue that what i find when i'm coaching people is to build your self-worth build that confidence then the goal seems permissible
0: yeah it's like uh, marcus aurelius talks about as well you talked about the um oh people don't want to get help they feel maybe they want to do it all on their own or they've got too much pride to ask for help marcus aurelius says it in in this way he says well, if you're on the battlefield, are you going to feel bad when you have asking for help to get, you know, picked up because you're wounded, basically? And that's how you should think about anything. That's, well, you know, that's if you're on a battlefield, course. you know, yeah. say what? Say what you've asked for help. You fucking need it. You die in it. Right. Um, and, and that's the same with, with anything. It's like, you shouldn't be upset to need help. At the end of the day, even customers... Of other people, you need other people. Yeah. For you need to want to wash your car. You think I don't need anyone. The supermarket that you go to, you need someone to work there. You need someone to take the food to the to the place. Um, so you need people. The other part that you mentioned is the fears, isn't it? It's like the imposter yeah. syndrome, the yeah. fear of failure, the fear of rejection, fear of being judged by others. All of these things help you back. Like I could have not started this podcast because. I had imposter syndrome. Like, what's, what do I what? know about this stuff? What do I know? Right. What do right. I know? Or fear of being judged by others. People maybe watch it and laugh at me. I don't give a fuck, to be honest. Right. But right. That, that, all those things hold you back. I'm not saying it's a good podcast or not. It's right. It's about whether or not you start down the journey of something. Yes. We are all doors at the opening gate to start. Yes. Happening. Fear of rejection, yes. fear of failure, imposter syndrome. Absolutely. Things. And you have to be able to... If they're all fears lined up and you've got a bowling ball, you need to be able to knock them all down in one and
1: just burst through and and start from there. Yeah. And that's the scary part, though, for most people that really want to step forward into the unknown is facing that fear. Right. That's really all it is. And in in fact, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. When I was going through my hypnotherapy course, we were. In this class, and it was a really great class at the end of my course, where the instructor's up on stage, and she's taken volunteers from the outside, you know, people that actually wanted to lose weight or lose smoking. And we had a woman, as the students are watching her perform on stage and doing this process of helping her lose weight. And usually with hypnosis, one or two sessions and you're done. It's really, it's changing those beliefs. She was up there for like six sessions over a period of a couple of weeks. And she, all she wanted to do was look better in her clothes and lose a little weight. And by the end of six sessions, we're all sitting there going, why isn't this working? And finally, the instructor asked her, said, well, okay, what do you think's holding you back? She goes, well, you know, really, I think that if I lose weight, I'm going to get divorced. And we're like, what? What, what, is, what do you mean by that? Now, again, everybody's got their own platitudes and their own reasons, their own whys and their own excuses of what they're doing so we uncovered we uncovered a little bit more the instructor says well explain to me what do you think that that's going to happen how did you get to that conclusion she goes well you know if i lose weight i'm gonna have to get new clothes you know okay right yeah and if i you know if i have new clothes i'm gonna really feel good about myself i'm gonna look better and we're like okay and you know if i feel better i'm gonna want to go out and show it off Okay. And if, you know, men are going to approach me eventually and they're going to ask me out, and I'm not going to be able to say no. Therefore, I'm going to get a divorce. We're like, whoa, that was an interesting line of thinking. So she already had that built in before she made the decision to lose the weight which is the same thing we all go through when we start putting goals together. Yeah. Wow. I'd love to be a world-class sprinter. Oh, I can't do that. I'm not fast enough. Oh, it's, you know, I'd like to make a million dollars. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to take that time away from my family. You have these excuses or these reasons why built in before you even move towards your goal. That's the scary part. It's,
0: it's crazy about the connotations that our mind can create, as you said, that cycle yes. if I do this, oh, I might lose my house and job and I'm, my kids and whatever. It's amazing the connotations our mind can create. So if I said to you, imagine a dog, and everyone listening, you've got your own dog. Some might have hair, some might have up ears, <laughs> down ears. It could be a small dog, a big dog, a dog you have, a dog you know. But then if I say a brown dog, then if right. I say a brown dog with a white belly, then I say a brown dog, white belly that's about 50 kilos. As I specify more things, we start to re- envision a very similar dog. Right, right. And, and this is this is the thing. W- one word and one thought process like the divorce and the, lose weight can send you yes. off to so many tangents. Like the word God can mean so many things to so many different people. Absolutely. One guy it's a magic magician uh, with a, a guy with a beard who lives in the sky. Yeah. Someone else is literally just nature. But... You have two people arguing, and one is using this definition, one is using this definition. Yeah, absolutely. Completely, completely odd. Yes. This this is it. Specificity is so important with what yeah. you mean by the word, what you mean by your understanding, what you mean, as you said, oh, where how did you go from losing weight to divorce? She could look right. at it in another way. If I lose weight, I will be more attractive to my husband and right. strengthen our bond. But she didn't think about it in that way. Question Exactly. One.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then it's, you know, again, it's not good or bad. It's just the way that we have formed these beliefs from childhood. Look at up until you're eight years old, the human mind is a blank hard drive. Our primary caretakers, which is usually our parents. I mean, it could be your foster home that you lived in. Could be a one grandparent, both grandparents, whoever you lived with the majority of time have downloaded their beliefs onto our little hard drives. And the majority of it is believed as it enters the subconscious mind. We don't question it up until eight years old. The the theory of the mind or the analytical mind doesn't develop till about eight or ten years old. So everything that was said to you, everything that you see is believed up until that point. That's why we believe in Santa Claus. You know, around eight or ten years old, your brain starts going, wait a minute. Hold on, you're telling me that that little man fits down a hole this big in the chimney? No, 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 no. Before that, you believe it because it's just what is real to you. The unfortunate thing is we take those beliefs from childhood and we operate from them in adulthood. I'll give you a great example. My dad was, he got kicked out of six different high schools. He hated school. He got in fights every day of his life, but he became a very powerful and successful person. Too successful because he spent all his time, and I'm not joking, seven days a week at his job, which didn't leave a whole lot of time for his five children. Thank God my mom was home and gave us some balance. But my dad said to me when I was a kid, I was eight years old, never forget this. And I don't even think he meant it. He said, you're so damn lazy. (laughs) I was eight years old. I was, how could you, that wouldn't even, didn't even make sense to me, right? But that belief, right, was already now programmed into my head. So as adults, we do one of two things with these beliefs. We either move towards them or we move away from them, right? Either you become lazy or you move away from it and become crazy work person like i am i just love working i'm passionate about what i do the same thing what happens if you were raised by alcoholic parents i was just about to say that right you become like them or you never touch a drink in your life it's like the donald trump um
0: his him and his brother his brother was an alcoholic and died and he is yes i mean everyone who's who donald trump is
1: yeah how you observe
0: it isn't it it's like yes yes Yes. What, and so
1: do you see the negative traits or do you see it as this is what I them? Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and a lot of that is unconscious. We don't even really realize that even we're doing it right. All you see is the results that you produce. Yeah. So for your listeners, you've got to look at what you're doing, what you've done, what you've accomplished. And you've got to ask yourself, is this what I want? Yeah. Is this good enough? Do I want more? Do I want to become better? And once you understand that there's a part of you that wants more, the other part of you then has to build in new beliefs. You've got to build in new characteristics and, and different personality traits. You've got to become more. In fact, I, this, this whole book that I – the book is – look how thin this book is. It's real simple because so it's really not about goal setting. It's about becoming more. You know, I think Zig Ziglar said it best because you, you want more, become more. You're not going to achieve the things that you want – without becoming more you're not going to achieve the things you want because being the old person that you were that old person would already have achieved them if you wanted it so you've got to become more to have more and i love that saying
0: yeah it's like jim Rohn says as well something similar he's like it's not about the million it's not about the million pounds it's about what you've Bef- exactly. To make the million pounds, exactly that's what it's all about. Exactly. And to be yeah. honest, I think we can use conditioning, like yes, classical, you know, obviously classical operant conditioning, like the Pavlov's dogs example, yeah. Skinner box. All it is is conditioning to make behaviours. And if you understand yourself and what your tendencies are, there are ways you can actually plan a way yes. to change your behaviour. Yes. Yeah,
1: look and at the that-
0: You can even use your vices. Okay, you like a drink. Okay. You say to yourself, "I can only have a drink after I've done, gone to the gym and made two phone calls, or whatever it's going to be." Use your own weaknesses, yes, to make yourself better.
1: <laughs> yes, like God you, it, you, 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 and, you and I, we should talk more. <laughs> we, we, should write a collaborator a book together. This is, this is, we're on, so on the same page with all this. Right, is really is about how the brain thinks. That should that's be the title of the book. How the brain thinks would be a great book.
0: <laughs> How many books have you written now? Because I know you, I was about to talk about anyway. of so them. We might as well talk about them now. Well, you yeah. got books. So well, talk, I wrote Setting two Goals, this.
1: wrote that one, and then I wrote The Discovering NLP, and then I wrote Discovering Trance, which hypnosis and NLP kind of go along the same lines because it's really yeah. about programming your brain. Yeah, okay. You so say you've got eight books? Yeah.
0: What the other nine ones, then, right there, now.
1: There, there's three there. What, what are the other ones? Um, I wrote the very first one I wrote, Is called asking the right question, and it's kind of what Aristotle said. Asking the right question is half the answer. Oh my god! Literally, yeah, right.
0: My 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 third my name of the book that I'm publishing at the moment is literally about asking questions.
1: (laughs) Yeah, literally, because here's the thing. Again, I'm all about how the brain operates. When you when you ask questions of the mind or the brain, however you want to, whatever you want to call it, the mind operates within the brain. When you ask the brain or the mind the right question it will produce an, an answer, not the right answer yeah, yeah. because it depends upon the quality of the question you ask. Yeah.
0: That's what, because if you,
1: if, if you ask the question, Oh, why can't I lose 10 ugly pounds? Well, your brain and your body love you so much. They'll go, oh, I'll tell you why you're not going to lose 10 ugly pounds. Cause you eat like crap. You don't exercise and you don't like yourself. Right. But when you ask, how do I become more fit every single day? Just doing one little thing. Your brain goes, Oh, I can get you fit and healthy. All you have to do is just go take a walk to the mailbox and back. And maybe the next week at the end of the block every day. And maybe next week, then a whole walk a whole mile. And maybe cut out the candy that you're eating every day. The brain loves you. It just wants to serve you. We ask crappy questions.
0: Yeah, it's like <laughs> um, judge a man not by his answers, but by his questions. And um yes. the a method as well. Like Socrates used to, to teach people. He never used to tell people. Yes. But like even as coaches, you know this yourself. You don't tell people you must go and live in Australia and then get a job as an accountant, right? You you ask questions to help yes. people understand things. Yes, like you said, your first question: If I was a travel agent, where would you want to go? Like right. these questions are really what helps both the coach and the individual understand what exactly what they want. Only yeah. you can understand what you want. Like the second book that I'm writing, well, I've written. And it's being, um, it's about questions. It's a question a day you answer yourself. Yes. But what I've done, and this is a little bit different to I think what most journals are like, where it's a question you write in, in a blank page. Yeah. it's The first part, so you the same. the question is asked, you write your answer. But then there's a, a page that I've written about that particular question to mm. give you more insights and then you rewrite yeah. it.
1: Yeah. Reason why
0: you want the blank page first is because the mind is very malleable. If I say certain things, their answer is different. Yes. You want a blank, fresh answer, then I and a re re answer Yeah, good, good idea. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. You know, it's it's so it's so interesting you say malleable because we are you know, whatever you throw at it, the brain will immediately focus on it. In fact, I tell my clients this, I go, your brain, you're unconscious. I would talk about the brain. It's the unconscious. It's the unconscious mind, really. Because the unconscious mind runs 90% of us. <clears throat> it cannot think of a negative thought. And when I say that, people go, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm talking to myself and I, I hear all these dialogues in my head going off and they're all negative. No, no, no. I'll give you an example. So whatever you do, Whatever you're doing right now, listening to this podcast, don't do not do not think of a blue tree. Right. You've heard this probably before, you know, with the pink elephant and all that. Right. Yeah. See, you can't think about what you don't want to think about without thinking about it. Think about that's why, that. That's why negative rules right? don't work. Yes. Right. You're so whatever you think, as you were just saying with your book, if you throw out there first the answers to think about, that's where their brain's going to go. And the unfortunate part of that is we're so we're bombarded every day by negative programming, the news and billboards and advertisement, your phone, social media. And if that's where you're focusing on, then that's where your brain and body and the results are going to show is, is the, the saying is where attention goes, attention, res, energy goes, you, we move towards it and the results show. So the idea then is, you want to make simple changes, folks? Start focusing on one little thing at a time. And as you've been saying, ask better questions. Just ask better questions every day. That's all it takes. That's literally all it takes. Although you need to focus on that 51% of the time.
0: This is it. And unless you plant good plants, weeds grow by default absolutely that's that's it you know most people are, are average and i could probably detail most people's lives they get up in the morning have a cup of coffee go to work <laughs> you know, a job they hate they get back home they eat some terrible food they watch a bit of tv and they go sleep and it's all over you yay a- we life, get
1: to start over again and, and we
0: do it again <laughs> and then the weekend they go out for some drinks and you know maybe go to the cinema or, or you know or, or do something that they like to do and then it's yeah. Sunday night is the dreadful Monday morning and yeah, same thing happens again. You know,
1: it's, it's not, not that's not that's not a life. That's not a life, that's just not, killing
0: time. No, yeah, the what's the difference between a life and well there's a difference between existing and actually living? Most people exist, they don't live. Right. And as I said, you know, if you if you also write your own story, well sorry, write your life in a book, would anyone fucking read it? I mean,
1: probably not. they probably
0: one, went to school, got, got straight middle grades, went, got an average job, had an average 2.2 2 kids and then died. Oh, okay, cool. Wow.
1: That sounds like the majority but, of most people.
0: This is it. Who, who do people read about and, and admire? Athletes, people who've had a really hard life and have made it, as I said, it's like, it's literally, if that's what you respect, like for me, this is something I have. Like, you know, you, you've asked questions, asked myself the question, What what do I want to do? Well, yes, money is important, but yeah, I don't want to die. Right. And the way that you right. do die is by leaving a legacy, right? Muhammad Ali is not dead, Jesus right. is dead, right? They are dead physically, but they are not dead in spirit, right? And if you can leave so such true, a, a powerful buddy. legacy, you will never so die. True. Whereas, a Joe Block. Bloggs, as soon as his immediate family die yeah gone forever forever yeah, and yeah. It, 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 that's
1: god that's that's the question isn't it that's the ethereal question right why am i here what am i doing right and you've got to create that legacy you're know, not just for you but for the people that love you and you want to surround yourself with and you know not everyone
0: can though this is this is this is again we could go down the whole philosophical yeah list. Um, yeah. uh, point on this, but not everyone can be a leader. Not everyone can be a millionaire by sheer mathematics. It's impossible. Right. Not everyone yeah. can be the highest IQ because there has right. to be that natural distribution. The question yeah. is, where do you want to fall right, in this spectrum? Yes, yeah. you know, you might not have been dealt great hands, but you've got a chance to still elevate from a th- mm-hmm. 3 out of 10 to an 8 out of 10. Yeah,
1: yeah. Your, it's your hey, 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 I would say this to your listeners. If you guys If you're listening to this, I'm making the assumption, we're making the assumption that you're of higher awareness than most people that you probably play around with in life. Because why are you here? Why are you listening to this podcast or any podcast or any self-help book? Why? What is it? What do you want? Right? And that's the first question. Get out a piece of paper, get your pen and write down just one goal. That's all. You don't have to design your whole life, right? Practice. Practice makes perfect first. Write down one goal. What do you want? I, I want I want to feel better about myself in my genes. I want to lose 10 pounds. I'd like to go to the gym once a week. Whatever that is. You know, I'd like to make 10% more income this year. I'd like to have a better relationship with my spouse, right? I'd like to raise my kids in a more healthy way. Whatever that. Is. I don't know what it is for you, but write that one thing down. I'd, I'd go I'd one
0: step further than that, though. Instead of saying, I will do... Say I do or I am.
1: Well, that okay, that's that's no. the next step. That's the next step. We got to know the result first. And then write down, write down 10 different ways that you're going to get there. I mean, there's there's a thousand different ways, but write, make it, I always make it simple. Simple tasks. What 10 things do you have to accomplish to get there? Then after you're finished with that, as Jeevan said, there's the mindset. Now, here's the mindset behind it. You have to pretend, and that's a good word. Pretend that you're already there. You have to act as if. You act as if you already lost the 10 pounds. You already made 10%. You already have that loving relationship. When you start acting that way, you start behaving that way. You can start mental maps. You create the mental maps first. You can use practical examples. You
0: know, this is a psychological thing as well. If you like, if you're a manager at work and you say to someone, "Thank you for being so organized, they become more organised. Exactly. Thank you for being so clean; they yep. will be cleaner. Thank even you if you they're not. Tonight. Yeah, exactly. Even if they're not, that's it. Right. Because you psychologically want to conform to that standard which you've set. Right. This is why you should never tell people you're messy, you're unhygienic. They become more like that because it affects their self-image. And this yes, is, I mean, I could talk about this stuff all day. If I oh yeah. Um, yeah. So where, where can people reach out and find your books, find and speak to you? I know you
1: you mentioned it briefly earlier, but yeah, you know, the web, the website's really easy. It's right there, lanlp.com. And I give away a free mini course, which is exactly what we were talking about. It, it's seven emails you'll get every other day because I want you to practice each little task I give you in between. And there's simple things like, The first one is just become aware of your internal dialogue every day. It would probably scare people even if they wrote down everything they thought of every day and looked at it at the end of the day and go, oh my God, I said that to myself, right? That's, that's awareness, right? And the second thing is start eliminating the negative self-talk and there's three words, but the word, but get rid of that. That's a negation. The word try as Yoda says, there is no trying. There are only do or doing, right? And the word problem. Get get rid of the word problem. Use the word challenge. They're simple tasks every day I give you. It's free. Just go download it. And then if you're truly interested, as we were talking about before, and you'd like to, I'll give away a 30-minute coaching session. Just go sign up on my coaching page for it. Normally, it's $150. I don't know how much that is in pounds. What is 150 in pounds? It's about 100 <laughs> so yeah and hey we can just converse through email i just want to know what result you want to produce what's your outcome what where's your destination and then maybe from there we can just go back and forth and just have fun with this because it should be fun life should be fun it should be fun enjoyable and passionate you should have a great time doing it go, hey go on go launch yourself on some podcasts like this go put yourself out there and you know in humiliating situations i mean both of us have started from the beginning and never probably i've seen so many of the podcasts you've done listen to some of their people that you've worked with and you would have never thought you had been this far you know because we want to believe that we'll get there but you never believe ultimately you, you you'll be there and that's part of the journey as well right is facing the fear
0: yeah it's like dostoevsky says like the, the most intelligent people are the people who laugh call themselves a fool at least once a day you've got to be Absolutely. able to look at yourself and there's actually um I don't know I don't know where I heard this but there's I think it's a group of salesmen or it might even be a group of like pickup artists what they have is they have a group that they all laugh about their failures in oh this girl said this to me slap me yes kiss. and they laugh yes. about it or oh my god this this customer told me to fuck off yes it's like it, yes it, it, it makes you be able to vent and take out the fact that you feel bad. If that makes sense. Yes.
1: Well, you know what it is. Um, I'll give you, I'll give you the formula for success. And this is, I mean, I just wrote it down because I'm going to, I'm going to show it on the screen. Here it is. Right. Focus, meaning and action. What are you focusing on is what we were just talking about. What's your destination. And the meaning is what you just said, like making fun of some of the failures that we have. What meaning do you place on it? Because if you place a, a negative meaning on things, you're going to behave according to that meaning as and a great great example is the one you gave in the beginning is the one i asked the same question i asked my clients or my students i'm going to tell you a word throw me out the first thing that shows up dog what shows up right depends upon the meaning of the dog that shows up you're going to act now according to that meaning that you place upon that word the unfortunate thing is we we program negative meanings into our brain or we, we assign negative meanings to the things that we want Ch- change the meaning to things if you can god richard bandler one of the co-founders of nlp says laughter is one of the best medicines it makes us look at ourselves and not take ourselves so seriously you, definitely- you can look at your fail you look at your failure and laugh oh my god you're going to go at it again because now you've got a better meaning you've got a better feeling behind it
0: absolutely and if uh, another similar phrase is like if you could if you could kick um a person in the the bum or the fanny whatever you guys call it um for who, who was responsible for all your mistakes you wouldn't sit down for a month
1: <laughs> that's so true it's such so, right so because it, so, so, it, it's, yeah. so it, it's easier pointing the finger at other people <laughs> yeah so is there any any final gems that you've got for the audience you know what? If if I was gonna say one thing, one thing, tell yourself this every day, ready? Go for it. Just go for it. Just go for it. See what happens.
0: Love you it. You never know.
1: You, you never it. know. You might end up on the on the other side of success. Love it. Well, thanks
0: again, John. It's been a it's been a great chat, to be fair. I really enjoyed it. It's gone really oh, cool you, well. you right? are awesome.
1: I had a great time talking with you. This is fun. You're on the same page <laughs> with a lot of stuff, which is good.
0: Um, and it's always nice to, um, you know, when you speak to someone and they have similar views to you. Yeah, it's, of it's, course. It, it yeah. makes you feel like you're on the right page with a lot of things. It's the sense.
1: same thing. It's the same thing in life, right? Surround yourself with the, the people that have the energy that you want to become. Exactly. Well, this is it. I think we'll stop on that note. That's great.